1: The four. wrapping up the victory. Big... <laughs> That's it. Not...
2: Welcome to Happy Fourth of July Freeform and Then Some with your host, Paula Cass and Oro Cass on KDCL Media, the pride of internet radio for Deep Creek Lake, Garrett County, Maryland, and the world. I'm your host, Paula Cass, wishing everybody a happy and safe Fourth of July. I'm not sure how safe it is around here. The ambulances have been screaming up and down the road all day. All I can say is, the uh, drunks must be out on the lake. You're muted. Leroy's here too. Okay.
0: <laughs> it's imagination that I was muted.
2: <laughs> it's probably, yeah, it's probably Leroy's fault that the squad, the rescue squads have been so busy today.
0: I would guess that would be a good reason. <laughs> yeah, Patty. Happy Fourth of July, everybody, or as the technical term, Happy Independence Day, because that's what the Fourth of July stands for. And today, I I made a little boo. We're supposed to be doing the history of and all that kind of stuff, and I didn't have a chance to look anything up. So we just have to wing it, I guess.
2: Oh, I got something here. Oh you...
0: Well, you do? Okay, well we'll get to that in a minute. <clears throat> but um first thing I wanted to talk about is newest baby. Um, we have decided to do a regularly scheduled Zoom meeting. Uh they happen at eight PM Eastern and they happen in on Zoom and I imagine Ms. Paul will probably be posting uh, just the numbers I think so you gotta put, right? The meeting number, ID number. And we'll you put that in the password. chat room here, plus we'll be posting it on the social media pages.
2: And but, password.
0: No, there is no password.
2: Oh, okay.
0: It's just uh meeting ID. You should be able to bounce right in. Did you get it set up like we wanted to with the name?
2: I believe that I did. We'll see okay. how it goes this We'll see how that works. I eliminated the uh, uh, waiting room, so...
0: Yeah, and that should work. So, yeah, we're learning a little bit here and there about the technicalities of Zoom, so you got to bear with us a little bit. But we decided we're going to keep the radio here on Blog Talk Radio because, if for nothing else, we've been here since 2009. People at Blog Talk know who Oral and Paula Cass are. <laughs> we help we put their kids through college.
1: <laughs>
0: but... <clears throat> Anywho, um, this Zoom meeting is something that we're going to be doing every night at 8 p.m. Eastern from now until the 10th, which is this coming Friday. And the information we're sharing is about the business that we do, and it is a very informative half hour, to say the least.
2: It's going to be exciting. And nerve-wracking. you are doing... not
0: nerve-wracking only because, what, three or four multimillionaires will be hanging out with us?
2: Well, there, there is uh, <laughs> that's not the nerve-wracking part. It's the nerve-wracking part is when you have the originator of the the PowerPoint presentation listening in.
0: You know, he's going to show up tonight, I bet. I imagine we're going to have a big crowd tonight of uh, uh, well, a lot of I the leaders know. in the company. Yeah, Dave's had all day to talk to call people and send it send to people. And you know he's probably got a copy of it, so he's sending sending that out. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to a big crowd tonight. What I am what I'm really hoping is that a few of the two thousand and twenty nine friends on my Facebook list happen to catch the link and come over and join us. Because this Zoom room thing is a brand new thing for us, but as I was getting ready to say a minute ago We're keeping blog talk also, and you might wonder why. Well, we decided we want to be able to stay on blog talk and do the internet radio thing and at the same time show our lovely faces on Zoom. So what we're working on for the near future for this time that we have on blog talk is to also be on Zoom at the same time. That's coming soon, possibly as early as next week.
2: Yeah, that implies some uh, musical computers going on. So it'll be, it'll be an interesting. We might have a to go get a
0: storage. Might have to win a storage unit, so we can find another computer.
2: I have uh, two computers and a phone, and maybe two phones. Who knows?
0: Uh, hey, we're talking about somebody who did a talk, a one hour, a three-hour, three-hour, two-hours talk show from a gold camp in North Carolina with two cell phones on her lap. So, anything's possible.
2: Yeah, with a laptop and a, two phones. That's <laughs>
0: and a bad signal. Yeah. Uh, so, we pulled that one off, and it's actually it's still in the archives, I think. It's a really cool show, because we were at, right in Gold Camp, um, one of the Lost Dutchman Miners Association. We were
2: at Thermal City. Or
0: Thermal City, that was a that was Thermal City, yeah. And uh really cool place if you want to do recreational gold mining. doesn't even cost very much. So
2: so I went to the history channel Needle and thread yeah, Needle pulling thread That's it <laughs> And the 4th of July Also known as Independence Day Or July 4th Has been a federal holiday in the United States Since 1941 But the tradition mm, The tradition Of Independence Day celebrations Goes back to the 18th century And the American Revolution on July 2nd, 1776, the Continental Congress voted in favor of independence, and two days later delegates from the 13 colonies adopted the Declaration of Independence, a historic document drafted by Thomas Jefferson. From 1776 to the present day, July 4th has been celebrated as the birth of American independence, with festivities ranging from fireworks, parades, concerts, to more casual family gatherings and barbecues. The 4th of July is on Saturday this year, July 4th, 2020. When the initial battles in the Revolutionary War broke out in April of 1775, few colonists desired complete independence from Great Britain, and those who did were considered radical. By the middle of the following year, however, many more colonists had come to favor independence thanks to growing hostility against Britain and the spread of the revolutionary sentiments such as those expressed in the best-selling pamphlet Common Sense published by Thomas Paine in early 1776. On July 7th, when the Continental Congress met at the Pennsylvania State House, later Independence Hall in Philadelphia, the the Virginia delegate Richard Henry Lee introduced a motion calling for the colony's independence. Amid heated debate, Congress postponed the vote on Lee's resolution, but appointed a five-man committee including Thomas Jefferson of Virginia, John Adams of Massachusetts, Roger Sherman of Connecticut, Benjamin Franklin of Pennsylvania, and Robert R. Livingston of New York to draft a formal statement justifying the break with Great Britain. Did you know that John Adams believed that July 2nd was the correct date on which to celebrate the birth of American independence and would reportedly turn down invitations to appear at July 4th events in protest? Adams and Thomas Jefferson both died on July 4th, 1826, the 50th anniversary of the adoption of the Declaration of Independence. On July 2nd, the Continental Congress voted in favor of Lee's resolution for independence in a near unanimous vote. The New York delegation abstained, but later voted affirmatively. On that day, John Adams wrote to his wife, Abigail, that July 2nd will be celebrated by succeeding generations as the great anniversary festival, and that the celebration should include pomp and parade, games, sports, guns, bells, bonfires, and illuminations, from one end of this continent to the other. On July 4th, the Continental Congress formally adopted the Declaration of Independence, which had been written largely by Jefferson. Though the vote for actual independence took place on July 2nd, from then on the 4th became the day that was celebrated as the birth of American independence. In pre-revolutionary years, colonists had held annual celebrations of the King's birthday, which traditionally included the ringing of bells, bonfires, processions, and speech-making. By contrast, during the summer of 1776, some colonists celebrated the birth of independence by holding mock funerals for King George III as a way of symbolizing the end of the monarchy's hold on American America and the triumph of liberty. Festivities including concerts, bonfires, parades, and the firing of cannons and muskets usually accompanied the first public readings of the Declaration of Independence beginning immediately after its adoption. Philadelphia held the first annual commemoration of the independence on July 4, 1777, while Congress was still occupied with the ongoing war. George Washington issued double rations of rum to all his soldiers to mark the anniversary of independence in 1778 and in 1781, several months before the key American victory at the Battle of Yorktown, Massachusetts became the first state to make July 4th an official state holiday. After the Revolutionary War, Americans continued to commemorate Independence Day every year in celebrations that allowed the new nation's emerging political leaders to address citizens and create a feeling of unity. By the last decade of the 18th century, the two major political parties, the Federalist Party and the Democratic Republicans, that had arisen began holding separate Fourth of July celebrations in many large cities. The first fireworks were used as early as 200 B.C. The tradition of setting off fireworks on the Fourth of July began in Philadelphia on July 4, 1777, during the first organized celebration of Independence Day. Ships cannons fired a 13 gun salute in honor of the 13 colonies. Pennsylvania Evening Post reported at night there was a great a grand exhibition of fireworks which began and concluded with 13 rockets on the commons and the city was beautifully illuminated. The same night the Sons of Liberty set off fireworks over Boston Common. The tradition of patriotic celebration became even more widespread after the war of 1812 in which the United States again faced Great Britain. In 1870, the U.S. Congress made July 4th a federal holiday. In 1941, the provision was expanded to grant a paid holiday to all federal employees. Over the years, the political importance of the holiday would decline, but Independence Day remained an important national holiday and symbol of patriotism. Falling in midsummer, the 4th of July has since the late 19th century became a major focus of leisure, ac- leisure, leisure activities and a common occasion for families to get together, often involving fireworks and outdoor barbecues. The most common symbol of the holiday is the American flag, and a common musical accompaniment is the Star-Spangled Banner, the national anthem of the United States. Muted.
0: uh, That's some real cool stuff, and I'm glad you mentioned fireworks in there because a little something I was able to find uh, in some old mine because we've done this whole radio thing on the 4th of July a few times, uh, 25 interesting facts about fireworks, and some of this might be a little repetitious on what you just read, but there's a lot of really cool information here. The earliest documentation of fireworks dates back to the 7th century China. They were invented more than 2,000 years ago in China. Number two is China is the largest manufacturer and exporter of fireworks in the world. 90% of all fireworks originate from here. In 1240, the Arabs acquired knowledge of gunpowder. A Syrian named Hassan al-Ramah wrote of fireworks using terms that suggested he derived his knowledge from Chinese sources. Number four, the first recorded fireworks in England were at a wedding of King Henry VII in 1486. Number five, dreaming about fireworks means that you like to be the center of attention and are showing off to others. It also symbolizes enthusiasm and exhilaration. Number six, the fireworks were used to accompany many festivities, scare off evil spirits, and promote prosperity. Number seven, the largest chocolate factory was measuring three meters high. Oh, the largest chocolate firework was measuring three meters high and 1.5 meters in diameter and contained 60 kilograms of Swiss Calier chocolate. Firework was released in Zurich over New Year's Eve 2002. Number eight, fireworks are not fun for animals. Always keep your dogs and cats inside the house when fireworks are being let off. Stay calm and make sure they have somewhere to hide. Number nine, the biggest occasion for fireworks in the U.K. is Gary Fox Night, the 5th of November. It is a celebration of the fail, failing of the gunpowder plot on, plot on 5, November 1605, an attempt to kill King James I at the House of Parliament. The largest firework rocket is 13 kilograms and was produced and launched in Portugal in 2010. Number 11, Queen Elizabeth was so fascinated with fireworks that she created an honorary title, Firemaster of England, for the individual who created created the best fireworks. Number 12, the word firework in Japanese, hanabi, which means fire flower. 13, Amadeus Francis. Freiregier published a treatise on fireworks in 1706, covering the recreational and ceremonial uses of fireworks. The book became a standard text for firework makers. Fourteen, a rocket can reach speeds of 150 miles an hour. However, the shell can reach as high as 200 meters. Fifteen, a sparkler burns at a temperature over 15 times the boiling point of water. Sparklers burning together generate the same heat as a blowtorch. When your sparkler goes out, always put it in a bucket of water. France uses fireworks to celebrate Bastille Day and celebrate storming the prisons of Bastille. 17, the record for the largest firework display consists of 66,326 fireworks and was achieved in Portugal in 2006. Number 18, static electricity and synthetic clothing can set off firecrackers. People making firecrackers wear only cotton clothing, while making firecrackers. This is also the reason you don't put firecrackers in your pocket. Number 19, Italy was the first country to truly master the experiment with fireworks in Europe. They were the first to use shells for firecrackers to be loaded into cannons and then shot into the air. Number 20, half of all firework injuries are to children under the age of 16. 21, the biggest annual fireworks display event in Europe is the International Festival Concert held in Edinburgh, Scotland, in which a million fireworks are set off in less than an hour. At first, fireworks were only large, orange, and white. In the Middle Ages, new colors were achieved by adding different salts. The hardest color to create is blue. 23, sparklers can be used to make funny pictures. All you need is a totally dark setting, a sparkler to draw with, and a camera recording a long exposure. Number 24, a record-breaking 56,000 firework rockets were launched simultaneously in a spectacular opening to the Plymouth UK Fireworks Championships by scientist Roy Lowry. And last but not least, a string of firecrackers that went on and on lasting 22 hours marked the New Year celebration in Hong Kong in 1996. And I do believe I remember seeing a video of that.
2: Yeah. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them. will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. And, accordingly, all experience has shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But, when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object, evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their further security, future security. Such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter the former systems of government. The history of the present King of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations, all having direct object of the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states. To prove this, let facts be submitted to a candid world. He has refused his assent to laws, the most wholesome and necessary for the public good. He has forbidden his governors to pass laws of immediate and pressing importance unless suspended in their operation till his assent should be obtained, and when so suspended, he has utterly neglected to attend to them. He has refused to pass other laws for the accommodation of large districts of people, unless those people would relinquish the right of representation in the legislature, a right inestimable to them and formidable to tyrants only. He has called together legislative bodies at places unusual, uncomfortable, and distant from the depository of their public records for the sole purpose of fatiguing them into compliance with his measures. He has dissolved representative houses repeatedly for opposing, with manly firmness, his invasion on the rights of the people. He has refused for a long time after such dissolutions to cause others to be elected, whereby the legislative powers, incapable of annihilation, have returned to the people at large for their exercise, the state remaining in the meantime exposed to all the dangers of invasion from without and convulsions within. He has endeavored to prevent the population of these states for that purpose obstructing the laws of naturalization of foreigners." Refusing to pass others to encourage their migrations hither and raising the conditions of new appropriations of land. He has obstructed the administration of justice by refusing his assent to laws for establishing judiciary powers. He has made judges dependent on his will alone for the tenure of their offices and the amount and payment of their salaries. He has erected a multitude of new offices and sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat out our substance. He has kept among us in times of peace standing armies without the consent of our legislatures. He has effected to render the military independent of and superior to the civil power. He has combined with others to subject us to A jurisdiction foreign to our Constitution And unacknowledged by our laws Giving his assent to their acts of legislation For quartering large body of armed troops among us For protecting them by mock trial From punishment for any murders which they should commit On the inhabitants of these states For cutting off our trade with all parts of the world For imposing taxes on us without our consent for depriving us in many cases of the benefits of trial by jury, for transporting us beyond seas to be tried for pretended offenses, for abolishing the free system of English laws in a neighboring province, establishing therein an arbitrary government and enlarging its boundaries so as to render it as once an example and fit instrument for introducing the same absolute rule in these colonies for taking away our charters, abolishing our most valuable laws, and altering fundamentally the forms of our governments, for suspending our own legislatures and declaring themselves invested with power to legislate for us in all cases whatsoever. He has abdicated government here by declaring us out of his protection and waging war against us. He has plundered our seas, ravaged our coasts, "'burnt our towns and destroyed the lives of our people. "'He is at this time transporting large armies "'of foreign mercenaries to complete the works "'of death, desolation, and tyranny, "'already begun with circumstances of cruelty and perfidy, "'scarcely paralleled in the most barbarous ages "'and totally unworthy of the head of a civilized nation. "'He has constrained our fellow citizens, taken captive on the high seas to bear arms against their country, to become the executioner of their friends and brethren, or to fall themselves by their hands. He has excited domestic insurrections among us and has endeavored to bring on the inhabitants of our frontiers, the merciless Indian savages, whose known rule of warfare is an undistinguished destruction of all ages, sexes, and conditions. In every stage of these oppressions, we have petitioned for redress, In the most humble terms, our repeated petitions have been answered only by repeated injury. A prince whose character is thus marked by every act which may define as unfit to be the ruler of a free people. Nor have we been wanting in attentions to our British brethren. We have warned them from time to time of attempts by their legislature to extend an unwarrantable jurisdiction over us. We have reminded them of the circumstances of our emigration and settlement here. We have, remind, we have appealed to their native justice and magnanimity. We have conjured them by the ties of our common kindred to disavow these usurpations, which would inevitably interrupt our connections and correspondence. They too have been deaf to the voice of justice and of consanguinity. and by authority of the good people of these colonies solemnly publish and declare that these united colonies are, and of right ought to be, free and independent states, that they are absolved from all allegiance to the British crown, and that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is, and ought to be, totally dissolved, and that as free and independent states
0: Uh, thought up by a bunch of outlaws.
2: Radicals. Radicals.
0: You know, people that today wouldn't fit in. Same, You know, like uh, what we would call the far right today.
2: Well, they were also the learned men of their times. They were men of letters. Jefferson, Franklin, uh, Adams, all of them, Washington.
0: Um, Well, it's amazing because And I will never, I guess, till I go to the grave, understand how we can embrace the word democracy the way we do. I understand the meaning of the word, the actual word democracy, but to to use it as a form of government for our country is dead wrong. It's not a democracy. It's a constitutional republic. And here's a quote from one of those people that you were talked that named off there a little bit ago. Matter of fact, I got a quote here on the wall on the Wall of Power by the same gentleman, His names Ben Franklin. And soon after the, I think the way it goes, the story goes is they were actually still on the stage from being read the first time, and a lady at the edge of the stage tugged on Ben Franklin's pant leg and asked him just what type of government is this that you've given us? And Ben Franklin replied, it's a constitutional republic, my dear. The question is, can you keep it? And not going anywhere near the politics on the show, because we don't do politics here, other than the this, this show about the 4th of July. But that's one thing I like to, that, that I've always had a little rant about, is how you turn on, let's say, the, the news channel that has an animal in the name, okay? We're not going to say it. But that news channel is supposed to be fair and balanced. But at the same time, whenever they talk about a lot of different things, they refer to the word democracy when they should be using the word republic.
2: Yeah, because there's we're not a democracy. We never have been a democracy. If you look up what a true democracy is, we ain't it.
0: No, well and here's the thing. Why you gotta go back in history and figure it out. Who came up with the idea to, to name the parties Republicans and Democrats? Because that's where the problem starts. People think because we have a democratic party, we are a democracy, and that's not true. There's a whole different meaning behind the democratic party.
2: Oh yeah. It doesn't
0: mean a democracy. It just happens to have a lot of the same letters in the word.
2: It does, and uh, well, there was all kinds of names for parties back then. I mean, we started out with the Whigs and the Tories and the Federalists and the Democratic Republicans, and so it was, you know, just a mishmash. Whatever you wanted to call your party, you, you know, you just came up with a name.
0: Yeah, well, we're a little bit past the bottom of the hour break, but I got a very special song picked out because we started the show with the National Anthem, one version of it, and as anybody who listens to our archives probably knows, we have another version, and I'm going to share that one with you right now, just in case there's some somebody tuning in maybe that hasn't heard it yet, so... You're listening to KDCL Media, the pride of Internet radio for Deep Creek Lake, Garrett County, Maryland, and the entire world. Want to join in with us? You call 515 602 9763, and we'll be right back.
1: Rolling? Yeah. All right. (laughs)
0: And that was Ted Nugent with the national anthem. Nobody could do it better than Uncle Teddy, as far as I'm concerned.
2: Yeah, he. I was uh, never a big fan, but he does play a mean guitar.
0: That that version. I mean, I can listen to a lot of versions of the national anthem and get you know some really cool feelings. That's the only one that gives me like goosebumps all over my body. Because I guess it's the love of rock and roll, and Ted Nugent does it.
2: But nobody ever accused him Of not being a patriotic American
0: Oh no 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 no. (laughs) I would not use the phrase Unpatriotic anywhere near him Wouldn't be It would probably be hazardous to your health
1: Mm. Oh by the way
0: The quote that is on my Power wall Wall of power It's also from Ben Franklin Is a good one especially for business By failing to prepare You're preparing to fail That was from Ben Franklin, believe it or not.
2: Well, he was a writer. He did. Pu- mm-hmm. He was a publisher. Published books and newspapers. The Poor Richard's Almanac. I mean, back, back then, then there, you know, none of this electronic stuff. You, you know, you read, you wrote. He you was know,
0: the webmaster in the
2: 1700s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, people sit down and wrote long, flower like flower, flowery. Uh, you know, wandering letters to each other that you know they might take, like when Thomas Jefferson was uh, uh, ambassador, to, you know, to Paris, to France for the United States, and you know it might take weeks or yeah, months
0: think, uh, how long...
2: for a letter to get across the Atlantic.
0: Yeah. yeah. or it could be going Pony Express to the other side of the country. Yeah. So when you think about it, the fact that we can hit Enter and do the same thing anywhere in the world is pretty cool.
2: Oh, yeah. But back then, people had time. Now, everybody, we have all these things to make our lives better, but we have no time. Though this COVID thing has kind of changed that a little bit. Yep. So um,
0: what's some of your memories of past Fourth of July's?
2: Well, um, let's see. Picnics out at uh, the the Binninger 4-H Center or Harrington Manor. Um, Just usually 4th of July, I was with my grandparents on their farm. Um, It wasn't until after we moved up here that we'd sometimes go to the fireworks up at Broadford or down to the West for... Uh, something, something
0: like, like that. that, but usually we stay pretty close to home. Right. Well, I've got two. One of them is 1987, I believe it was, and we were running a pony ring on a certain river during a certain kayaking event. World, the World Championship qualifications for. Uh,
2: the Olympic t- trials for kayaking.
0: It wasn't Olympic trials. It was the world trials.
2: World trials for kayaking. And
0: um, it happened on a river local here. And we were freshly married, less than a year, and living on a horse ranch and working as ranch hands on the horse ranch. And we were asked by the owner to take a pony ring and go. And during these event during this event, I don't know if it was exactly on the 4th of July, but it was real close. And so we had the penny ring set up, and there was a, this one little incident with a niece of mine that dropped a bottle, and that was back in the days when soda pop still came in glass bottles. And uh, that was a very memorable one, but another one for totally different reasons, totally different memories, was the Drum and Splash we attended, where... I I like uh, I'm a drummer, and one of my favorite drums is an African djembe drum. So kind of like if you think of the word bongos or, you know, that that, that type of drum. Um, and we d- had a Fourth of July in two thousand one, where we went to it was a camp, uh, a spiritual camp, and they had a drumming circle. And we were able to drum. There was probably 25 or 30 people with all different types of drums and different types of musical instruments, um, you know, from from the days of, before brass instruments and so on. I'm talking about instruments made from stuff you can go out in the woods and get.
2: Wood and goatskin and rope.
0: Yeah. And uh, this the power, the energy that was created with that many people Playing in unison probably goes down as one of the most memorable 4th of July weekends in my life. That was powerful. Plus, I got a really cool drum out of the deal.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you did. One of these days, I'm
0: going to have the time and money where I'm going to start building some drums. That's something on my bucket list. I do want to build a few drums from scratch.
2: Yeah, it was hard enough just reheading one, so it'll be interesting to uh, actually get the uh, shell and the head and the rope and do it from.
0: I'm making you know, I don't think it'll be a djembe because it won't have the hourglass look. It'll be along the lines of a june june.
2: The or,
0: ones that are straight up and down.
2: Dune dune, yeah.
0: Dune dunes, yeah. So, yeah, it's. And that's another thing that we do for 4th of July. We look to the past, but I think it's also a great time to look to the future because it means the birth the birth of our nation and the birthday of our nation being Independence Day, whether it's the 4th or the 2nd or whatever day it's technically is, uh, to me, that means, hey, we made it another year. The British still don't have control. You know, we're... we're we're, we're making it. There's there's a few flaws in the system, and there's some crazy stuff going on these days. But as far as the country overall, I have total faith that no matter what gets thrown at the good old United States of America, she will bounce back every time.
2: 244 years later.
0: And just look at all the stuff that she had to bounce back from in that amount of time.
2: Oh, Yeah. But uh, to, uh, just throw out some more to lighten this things up a little bit. The story of the stars and stripes. American flags have changed along with the country. Each time a new state had been admitted to the Union, the layout of the stars changed. During the first few years of the nation's existence, it didn't have one official flag. Rather, a number of similar-looking red, white, and blue designs were used, including a circular star design attributed to Betsy Ross. In 1818, July 4th had been used as the date on which the American flag is updated. The current 50-star flag was designed by an Ohio high school student and has been the official flag of the country since July 4th, 1960. was, Was it a coincidence, but three of the USA's early presidents died on the 4th of July? Founding father Thomas Jefferson and John Adams both died on the 50th anniversary of the nation's founding, July 4th, 1826. Jefferson and Adams were also the only two men to have signed the Declaration of Independence and later became presidents. Ironically enough, five years later, President James Monroe also died on the same day in 1831. Destiny ran a different course in 1872 when Calvin Coolidge was born on July 4th. To date, Coolidge is the only president to be born on Independence Day of the United States. While July 4th is forever enshrined as the Independence Day of the United States, American people actually are actually celebrating two days late. The Second Continental Congress met on July 2nd to formally approve the new nation's independence. The Congress approved the Declaration of Independence two days later and on, on July 4th. John Adams thought July 2nd would be a memorable day of celebration and even wrote to his wife. The second day of July 1776 will be the most memorable epoch in the history of America. There is considerable a date among the historians as to who, if anyone, signed the Declaration of Independence on July 4th. Some scholars believe the document was signed by Congress on August 2nd, as that was the day when a clean copy was finally acquired by Timothy Matlack, who was the assistant to the Secretary of Congress. In the years following 1776, Benjamin Franklin, John Adams, and Thomas Jefferson claimed that Congress did, in fact, sign it on July 4th. But again, some of the signatures were from men who were not present on that particular date. One story claims that the most famous signature of all time, John Hancock's, was the only one to be added to the Declaration on July 4, 1776. It isn't the 4th of July without Grand Fireworks Show. Accounts from the Pennsylvania Evening Post in 1777 indicate that the city celebrated with gun salutes and fireworks. Philadelphians enjoyed bonfires and other events to commemorate our nation's first official birthday. Cannon salutes were also popular, and the first Independence Day celebration included the firing of 13 cannons reflected of the first 13 states. The 4th of July is the biggest day of the year for hot dogs. More hot dogs are eaten on this day than any other day of the year. Estimates place the number of dogs eaten on this date at 155 million, or enough to stretch across the American nation more than five times over. We wonder what percentage of those 155 million hot dogs are consumed during the annual hot dog eating contest, usually held over the 4th of July. For most American people, the Fourth of July is a beautiful summer day off from work, but it wasn't always that way. In fact, in 1870, Congress made Independence Day an official unpaid national holiday. It wasn't until 1938 that Congress made the Fourth of July an official paid federal holiday. Of the 56 men to sign the Declaration of Independence, eight were born in Britain. That's far from the only British connection. As for one of the country's iconic patriotic symbols, the Liberty Bell, was cast in a British foundry. Nonetheless, the Declaration of Independence and the Liberty Bell are eternally associated with July 4th and all things American. Red, white, and blue are synonymous with Independence Day, but that isn't always the case. Some accounts from the 1700s indicate that green was used for decorations and early celebrations. After all, they didn't have access to the selection of red, white, and blue caps, hats, and tablecloths that fill the stores today. USA went all out to celebrate its 200th anniversary in 1976. U.S. Mint produced a special half-dollar coins and quarters, a navy of tall ships docked in New York and Boston, and a covered wagon traversed the continent during the bicentennial wagon train pilgrimage. President Gerald Ford lit a third lantern at Boston's Old North Church in 1975 as a symbol of the start of America's third century. Do you remember the Bicentennial Minutes broadcasts on television?
0: Yeah, yeah, I believe I remember that.
2: Yeah, I remember them.
0: You betcha. And uh looks like we're about to wind up another great Saturday show. And coming up about nine minutes to the top of the hour. want to remind everybody how we started the show. Um, something that we're working on is to bring together audio and video in the form of blog talk, radio, and Zoom meetings. We're, uh, we're experimenting with it. We're looking at it in the near future. And we think it would be a great way to bring two different mediums together that we like to work with, and I'm actually getting Miss Paula used to being on camera. <laughs> so.
2: Yeah, I'm not, uh, much, I've never been much of a camera person.
0: Just you wait.
2: Having my picture taken is not one of my favorite things, but yeah. we're working on it.
0: Well, how are, you, how are you going to spend the remainder of your Fourth of July day? I'm going to go and play in my garden, and I'm going to take the dogs for a ride and possibly a swim and get some more computer work done with the business. What are you up to?
2: Oh, I'm going to catch up on all this stuff that people like to see. me. And um, six dinner here, not too awful long, probably in about an hour, hour and a half. And then we will be uh, back in the Zoom room at 8 o'clock tonight.
0: 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, And if you uh, are listening to this and you can't find any other way to get there, just um, shoot us a, a message and one of us can get back to you and shoot you the link
2: but if you check out our Facebook profiles at Orocast or Polycast or KDCL media page uh, you should find a link to where we're going to be tonight at 8 o'clock oh there's
0: Paul Revere uh, Leroy brought his horse to work
2: again I just don't let him in the house Remember what time happened the last time the horse came in the house.
0: Yeah, I did. And uh, I had to clean it up.
2: Yeah. <laughs> He's your friend.
0: So, anyhow, um, looks like we just wrapped up another Saturday. We're going to be back here Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern. And for the next edition of overcast Cast, Miss Paula and then some. You gotta tune in to figure out what the title is. That's what I do.
2: <laughs> yeah, because we haven't figured it out yet either.
0: <laughs> One of these days, Miss Powell will get back east into the habit of putting like a week's worth of shows up, or maybe two weeks worth. It used okay. to be we had that. and It's coming again.
2: Well, that's because we knew exactly what shows were on what night. Now we don't know that anymore.
0: Yeah, we do. We just come up with them on the day before
2: it's that it's that far out
0: sometimes the same day
2: uh the other night i think we were like an hour before the show
0: (laughs) right so once again zoom room 8 p.m tonight and that's 8 p.m eastern every night tonight through friday night so be sure and join us and find out what that's all about i think you'll be pleasantly surprised
2: Absolutely, and check out our website, com. Check out our eBay page at O&P's Finders Keepers. And as always, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Policast, Oralcast, any of the entities that we have mentioned here.
0: Okay, brought his too too. Well,
2: that's the 4th of July for you.
0: Yeah, and then, you know, he didn't bring any fireworks, though, so, oh, well, guess I'll have to slip out and get me some. Uh, Until next time, Tuesday night, 8, 9 p.m., we will talk to everybody later. Come on in here, Rosalie.
2: And everybody have a safe and happy 4th of July.